This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. In this powerful two-day series entitled, The Kingdom Principles of Greatness, Pastor Ray has a fireside chat with his listeners on More Than Conquerors Radio about the real meaning behind the loving response Jesus gives to his disciples when they ask him about who is the greatest among them. Surprisingly, it's not success, works, or accomplishments that make someone great in God's eyes, but rather simply humility and childlike faith that is the powerful force that pays great dividends. Rather than greatness, it's doing it God's way, like a little child that gets God's attention. Here's what Pastor has to say about trust, surrender, obedience, willingness, and rest in and surrender to the only one who is truly great. So tonight I wanted to just go over, I think, an important subject and one that I've taught before, but I think I haven't taught it in a while or talked about this particular aspect of the word. I want you to open the, uh, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 18, and um, talk to you tonight. If I were to give this a title, I guess I would call it The Truth About Greatness. Greatness. Everybody wants to be great. Everybody wants to accomplish. I mean, I hope so. Everybody wants to be somebody, right? Is that, is that not right? I mean, come on, be honest. Don't, don't, don't lie in church. It's not good to lie in church. Everybody, and it's not, listen, there's nothing wrong with wanting to excel in life and to do something and to have a life that's worthwhile. But we really need to check sometimes and be certain that we're doing it in the right spirit and the right heart and doing it in accordance to what the Lord would require or what the Lord would have for us to do. And sometimes, if we're not careful as humans, you know, in our quest after things and accomplishments and so on and so forth, we can get off a little bit. I mean, you would agree with me. We can get off a little bit. And um, so, you know, tonight, I, I, maybe this will be corrective. Maybe it'll be informative. Maybe it'll be a little bit of each. Maybe it'll be encouraging. Maybe it'll be discouraging. I don't know. But you know what they say, whatever. It just whatever. The shoe fits. Wear it, I guess. But anyway. So in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 18, and I also want you to put a finger in Matthew, I'm sorry, Mark's Gospel, chapter 9, because it's also the same account as repeated a couple of times in three of the Gospels. But in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 18, in verse 1, it says, At that time the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Now, you have to understand what was taking place here. If you just flip over to Mark's Gospel, chapter 9, for a minute. In verse 33 of Mark's Gospel, chapter 9, Jesus refers to this, or the Gospel refers to the same account, but from a different perspective. And Mark writes it this way about the same story. It says, Then he came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, being the disciples, What was it you disputed among yourselves on the road? Verse 34. But they kept silent, for on the road they had disputed among themselves about who would be the greatest. In other words, the disciples just got busted. They were having foolish conversation among themselves and probably arguing among themselves 
about who was the greatest or who was going to, you know, do the greatest or be the greatest in the kingdom of God. And Jesus, you know, obviously he picked this up in the spirit and they got busted because Jesus knew exactly the intent and the purpose of their heart. This teaches me something because the Lord knows the intents and the purposes of our heart. You see, so, so we think that sometimes we're doing things and, you know, God doesn't know, but God knows. He knows and notice something that God is looking at the intents and the purposes of our heart. And he saw, you know, in their heart that they were disputing among themselves and having this foolish, silly, dumb argument about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of God. And really what they thought was Jesus was coming to reestablish the kingdom on earth. And they were ready. They were looking for position. They were vying among themselves for a position. Now this demon still lurks in the world today. Not only in the world, but in the church today. Because there are people who vie for position and are seeking positions and places of authority. And, 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 and you see, you know, having the same kind of thinking going on where, where, you know, it's like, who is going to be the greatest in the kingdom of God? And Jesus busted them. And Jesus stopped them right in their tracks. And, and in verse um, in verse 34, of course, it says they kept silent because they didn't know what to say. And they were like, hey, we're dumbfounded. Like, how did he know that? Well, Jesus knows the intents of our heart. He knows the things that are going on within our heart. So it goes on to say in verse 35, it says, he sat, uh, he sat down, called the 12 and said to them, I'm still in Mark's gospel. We're going to go back to Matthew. He said, if anyone desires to be first, if anyone desires to be first, let me put it this way. If anyone desires to be great or to achieve greatness, now listen, this is going to freak your brain out, all right? Because what Jesus is teaching here is totally opposed to the corrupted human wisdom that most humans operate by. So he says here, he says, if anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. In other words, if you want to be great and you want to be counted as something awesome or good, then really you have to consider yourself last and the least of all. Whoa. Let me tell you, boy, does that, does that go against the corrupted wisdom of the world? Because the wisdom of the world would say that I have to push somebody down the corporate ladder in order for me to climb up to the top. I got to get people out of my way in order for there to be room for me. Wow. Come on. Am I speaking something here? See, now Jesus is teaching us a powerful, awesome principle that doesn't only work in the church, but will work in your job, in your workplace, in your career and in your employment. Because the principles of God's word work wherever they are applied. If you apply the principle that Jesus is teaching, you will see the results that Jesus is talking about. Anyone who wants to be first, he's going to have to be last or look at himself as least and servant of all. This is the true way to greatness. This is the true way to the top. See, you don't have to promote yourself. You don't have to boast about yourself. You don't have to try to prove something to anybody. You, you don't have to do any of that. As a matter of fact, if you live in that realm, if you live in that place, 
um, you're really hindering and hurting yourself from entering into the blessings that God really intends for you. Let's go back over to Matthew's Gospel and let's read it from Matthew's perspective. And let me read it again. It says, that time the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted. Now that word converted also means turn. You know, and this doesn't necessarily mean being converted from, you know, uh, like conversion, like you're a sinner and now you're converted and you become a saint because even saints have sinful things going on in their life. He's really talking about, I believe, a saint or saints like us, we have to turn and be converted from this kind of thinking, this arguing among ourselves or seeking to try to promote ourselves or drag others down or seeking promotion or seeking advancement or seeking these things at the expense of others. Seeking greatness in, in, the, in the human way, in, using the corrupted wisdom of the world. It's okay to want to excel. It's okay to want to do something and be something, but you got to do it God's way. Amen. And, and he, he addresses this. So he says, Surely I say to you, unless you are converted or you turn and become as little children. Now notice, it doesn't mean here that we become childish. Right? Because unfortunately we've got a lot of childish people in the body of Christ, but that's not what he's talking about. Childish behavior. He's talking about being childlike in your attitude, in your approach to the things of God. So he says, unless you are converted and become like little children. Now listen, I want you to pay attention. This is really important. Unless you become childlike, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, let's just talk about that for a minute. Because, yes, it could mean this, and it does mean this. That if a person is not willing to become childlike in faith and take those first steps to accept Jesus, he'll never enter the kingdom of God. But it also means that once we have taken those steps and have received salvation and, and have become born again and become saved, that if we do not conduct ourselves and live by the principles that Jesus is laying out here, that we will not ever enter in to the kingdom benefits and blessings that God has intended for us. I was frustrated one day because I was just thinking, you know, and I was saying, you know, I was thinking over the years of people that I've encountered and thought, but these were good people. They love God. And, and, but how come they didn't enter in to the deeper blessings and benefits and promises of God? And, you know, it, it just kind of like kept resounding, you know, because they, they, because, I hate to use the word, but I'm going to have to use the word because pride has gotten in their way. Pride has gotten in their way. They've not come to the place of childlike faith, childlike thinking, and childlike believing where, where a child you know, doesn't have to make himself something or make himself look good or, or boast about his accomplishments or say anything about himself. A childlike person, a childlike person is a person who just simply trusts and obeys and lives simply before God, has nothing to boast about, has nothing to promote himself. You know, he, all he has is this gratefulness in his heart and his life over what God 
has done for him in his life. Trusting Jesus every single day. So it's very possible to be saved, to be living the, you know, in, in, in your salvation, even know the word and even living to some aspects of the word. But he said, if you don't, if you don't repent or you don't be converted, it's not repent, it's converted or turn. In other words, change your attitude. Turn away from the worldly way you're thinking and acting and start thinking like just a simple child with absolute trust and faith and surrendered and dependence upon me and my word, you'll by no means be able to enter into the kingdom benefits because in order to be a beneficiary of the kingdom benefits, blessings, let me use that word, blessings, promises from the word of God, they have to be received as a child. But when, listen, but when we're boasting and when we're arguing and when we're trying to push and hiss and spit and kick our way into places, into you know, trying to get somewhere that way with that corrupted human wisdom, we're not trusting the Lord to make it happen. See, you don't have to advance yourself. All you have to do is simply trust and obey and be dependent upon the Lord and God will supernaturally take you from where you are to places that you could never... And you don't have to tell anybody about anything about yourself. They're going to know it. They're going to see it. God, God, will, God, will, God will make it apparent to them that you are a blessed person. I don't walk around and tell people, well, you know, I've got the hottest church in, in America. I don't, I, don't, I don't say a word to anybody about anything. You know, there's a verse in, in Proverbs, I didn't look it up, but it says, you know, don't do your own boasting. Let other people boast. Be a child, be childlike. Totally, absolutely dependent. And the kingdom principle is, if you'll, if you'll turn, if you'll turn from the corrupted wisdom of the world and, and, and maybe even sometimes our own like insecurities that make us, you know, make us try to build ourselves up into something that maybe we're really not. And we turn from that and just with self-abandonment, total trust, total surrender into the hands of God. Just say, Lord, I just lay before you as nothing. Everything I am, everything I have is you. And I give you the glory and the praise and the honor for it. Now, now, now don't get me wrong. There are things that we do testify of just to, uh, you know, encourage people that, that things are going, you know, God is blessing. But we don't use those as an occasion to brag. We don't use this as an occasion to make ourselves look good or even to feel good. We just do it out of a heart appreciation for what God has done and we just want to share it with people so that they will be encouraged by the same, you know, the same encouragement that we have been encouraged with. But it says unless you are converted and you turn, you turn away from this kind of behavior where you're arguing and fussing and kicking and trying to, who's going to be the greatest. None of us are going to be great. We all need to just see ourselves as humble servants. And, see, and the kingdom principle is, if you don't convert, if you, if you stay in this mentality, you're never going to enter into the deep things of the kingdom of God. You're never going to enter into the, to the, to the, the blessings and the degree and the realm of blessings that God has intended for you and for me. You can't get away from this principle of humility. 
It's a powerful, 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 effective force, and it pays unbelievable dividends. So he says, therefore, uh, he says, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will be no, by no means be able to enter into the kingdom or into the fullness of the kingdom or the kingdom benefits, privileges, and blessings that God has. And that's why people can, you know, that, that answers the question. Why you can, you'll come across Christians who say they love God, they believe in God, they, they're born again, they're saved, but they haven't come to that childlike faith where they have abandoned themselves. There's still a degree of arrogance. There's still a, a strong self-will. Come on, am I, am, I, am, I, am I hitting this thing right? There's still that propensity towards, you know, uh, rebelling against the Word of God and the principles of God. And they haven't come to that full childlike faith where they just say, Lord, the heck with the way I think. The heck with the way, you know, the wisdom that the world has corrupted my life with that didn't work then isn't going to work now and ain't never going to work in my life. Instead of saying that, they cling to it. They hold to it. They practice it. They live in it. And even though they love God and even though they're saved, they can't enter in to the deep kingdom benefits that God has for you and for me. And, and, and this was a question that I had been pondering and struggling with because I said, but they do love God and they do confess the word and they do do these things. But you see, let's not become so short-sighted to think that we're going to put God into a formula. There is no formula. What we teach are simply the practical teachings, the things that we need to check ourselves with, making sure our confession is right and our faith is strong. But there's a deeper, deeper principle that God wants to get at. And he points it out right here. He says, unless you turn, unless you change direction, you can't live in that mentality and that kind of thinking and think you're going to enter into the deep, full blessings of the Lord. It's not going to happen. The kingdom blessings aren't going to fall into your life. They're not going to happen. Why? Because to live outside of what Jesus is outlining here is really saying, I don't trust God. I have to take matters into my own hands. I'm the master of my own destiny. No one's going to tell me anything. I know everything. Come on, am I speaking to anybody? No, but I'm speaking to me too because, you know, I had a lot of self-will to get through too. You know, and there have been a few times, you know, in my life where, you know, I, I saw myself or thought, you know, I mean, God showed me you're getting a little too heady. You know, pull it back. Humble yourself, you see. And, and so he says, of course, then he comes to verse 4, and he says, Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. See, whoever humbles himself is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So, so greatness, really, when you look at it from God's perspective, is really being humble and really not talking about greatness at all and not saying a word or boast of boastfulness or, or trying to promote oneself or push oneself ahead or... It's just taking a humble position and in absolute trust and abandonment 
uh, you know, of, in the Lord and, and, and trusting God like a little child. So just for a few minutes, you know, let's just talk about, you know, what are the ingredients? You know, we kind of mentioned them, but let's just call them out, give you a couple of scriptures, and, and then we can be done tonight. But, but number one, one number one ingredient of childlikeness. Now, remember, not childishness, because a lot of people are childish in the body of Christ. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about childish behavior, you know, tantrums and fits and anger and, you know, you know backbiting and telling stories and, and, and revealing secrets and breaking trusts. Hallelujah. That's all child behavior, right? Childlike behavior. He's talking about being childlike in faith and in trust. So the very first word is trust. Trust. Everybody say trust. See, see we have to be childlike in our trust because not every, we're not going to understand everything. Does everybody everyone agree with me? We're going to be in situations as we walk together and we work together and we, we interact with one another. We're going to be in situations where, where it's going to be really hard to maybe trust what's going on but you see, when your trust is in God, it doesn't really matter what, what's going on with everybody else. I've always felt that way. I don't know about you, but I've always felt that way. Like if, I'm, if my trust is in the living God, then I don't have to argue with people, fight with people, scratch, hit, hiss, kick. I don't, I don't have to defend myself. I don't have to do anything because my trust is in the living God. And boy, I'm going to tell you what, that's a really peaceful place to live in. So when you talk about like the kingdom principle of walking in the peace of God, well, that's one of the ways you walk in the peace of God. You just trust the Lord. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, defend yourself, protect yourself. You know, I don't have to do, I'm, people, people say stuff, let them say. Just like, whoop, just let it go right over your head. I trust in the living God. Now, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says it this way, trust in the Lord with all your heart, not part of your heart, but all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, not some of your ways, not part of your ways, not a few of your ways, but in all your ways acknowledge Him. That means I'm acknowledging Him in every season, every circumstance, every warfare, every challenge. I'm acknowledging God. God, you're in charge. God, you are, God, I have surrendered my life to you. God, I am, you are, you are, you said you would order my steps. God, you said you would protect. Acknowledging that God is in the midst of whatever it is that you are facing. He said, in all your ways, acknowledge him and listen, listen to the answer and he'll direct your paths. He's going to show you exactly what to do. There should never be a mystery in life as to what we should do. Not if you're living according to childlike faith where you're just trusting God. And sometimes, now you tell me if this isn't true, sometimes what I've experienced is that God only gave me one step and I didn't know where the next foot was going. I'll tell you what I felt like doing. I felt like pushing this foot backwards and just keep going like this. I wanted to run away, but I had to trust. Just take that one step. Just do that one thing. Make this one action, this one activity, this one thing, and then God will give you the next. 
Thanks for listening to More Than Conquerors on WMCA. This is Phil Boyce, Senior VP for Salem Media Group. We love our local ministries, and now more than ever, churches need your support. If you've been blessed by Pastor Ray's message, would you consider donating to their ministry? In exchange for your gift of $10 or more, Pastor Ray will send you a copy of Heaven is a Real Place, a three-CD message you have probably never heard preached before about what God says heaven is really like. To donate, just go to livingwordchurch.org or mail a check to P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. That's P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to tune in to WMCA Mondays through Fridays at 2 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. for more than conquerors. Or visit livingwordchurch.org on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for their online streaming service. And now a final message from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.